It's time for JT the Brick. Hey, JT, how you doing, man? Now there's a new team, and everybody's pretty much new, and I got their back. I want this thing to work. Everybody's got to get on the same page. JT the Brick. Yeah, there's going to be ups and downs. There's going to be last-second losses. There's going to be a draft pick that doesn't make the team. Whatever it is, it's Raider Nation. JT, thanks for having me on. Always great to catch up with you, and keep her going, okay? I'll talk to you soon, man. And now, here's JT the Brick. And filling in for JT today, here's Harry Ruiz. What's up, everybody? Raider Nation. Day one of mandatory minicamp happened today in Henderson, Nevada, in the beautiful Intermountain Healthcare Performance Center. Raiders headquarters, the silver and black, they took the field and they got that workout in. We know that there's no live contact permitted, but we did see seven on sevens, 11s on 11s, and of course, Derek Hart throwing that ball deep to his favorite targets, and we started to get a look at what what the future can look like. Unfortunately, we can't show that to you because the media portion of that session today where we could record or take pictures ended right after the players had that stretch session. So we were able to see it. Guys look good, and it's very early. Like I said, two months away from the first preseason game, uh, five, six weeks away from training camp, it's definitely going to be being able to see the squad out there putting in the work something that josh mcdaniels said consistency and performance that's what he wants to see from his players on the field every single day and someone that brings consistency and performance to LS Snap on Instagram. Bridging the NFL to the Hispanic community is Elisa Hernandez, who's the host there for LS Snap and is joining us on the line today. Elisa, ¿cómo estás? Todo bien, todo bien. Dang, what an intro. <laughs> it's great to have you out here. You've been out here to Las Vegas a couple of times that last year with the 2021 season. How have you seen this city evolve from not having NFL and then last year hosting a total of 10 games, including preseason? And you were here for the big ones. How does it how did it feel being out here? Honestly, it surprised me, you know, because Vegas is always has always stood alone. You know, we're entertainment and you know, you kind of go out there, have a great time. And now it's really become such a sports city. Like, aside from just the NFL, you have the WNBA there. You have a hockey team. You know, it's it's only a matter of time before I see a baseball team go to potentially even an NBA team. I know you guys have Summer League. It's just become such a great sports hub for just entertainment, fun, and competition. And I think that's exactly what Vegas was looking for and what they got. What did you think about the Raider Nation and the Death Star, that environment that you lived in week 18 against the Chargers? <laughs> yeah, honestly, it was it was one of the best games I've been to all season, I will say. And I think the best thing about it was, obviously, it was a divisional game. You know, everything's on the line to go to the playoffs, knock a division rival out of the playoffs. And it just it was so tense in there, you know, and I'm used to Raider fans being like crazy and wild. And they were just so focused on what was going on the field that it was it was great to see that. And then obviously the Raiders pulled out the win and it was just then it just turned to a really big party, you know, and everyone was cheering and dancing. And, you know, you're in Vegas. So as soon as the game's over, it's like, let's go out, <laughs> you know, let's go down the street um, to have some more fun. So I think just that sense of community that I saw there with Raider fans and even like with Chargers fans that were there, you know, Chargers fans were, were really sad after that game, obviously. But 
just seeing the way that the stadium brought people together, the acts that they had for pregame, you know, little John was there, I believe, for pregame. And, you know, just having, like, top-tier talent throughout the entire season uh, really adds validation to kind of what Vegas is really doing and what the Raiders are doing. And I think that Raiders Nation is fitting in just fine in Sin City. Hey, and you know what? For those Chargers fans after the game, they could just walk over the Hacienda Bridge, over to the Strip, and... <laughs> drink their sorrows away and the Raider fans, they do the same walk, but to celebrate that win, definitely Vegas. It's, it's incredible now that we got an NFL team out here. And I got to ask you, you follow the league through and through with every team, because with LS snap, you can't focus just on one team or one player. You do the whole league, the AFC West, it's going to be wild. What do you like from it? <laughs> well, you know, going back a little bit to Legion Stadium, I can't wait for those matchups to be played in Vegas um, and just going into the more about that state. I mean, just like the way that Pro Bowl was and, and everything, the Al Davis Memorial torch stand, I can literally just see like a movie playing out when all these different teams come visit Vegas and the AFC West is just stacked. Like that's just the easiest way to say it. Um, it's basically little mini Pro Bowls that will be going to Vegas because, you know, when they play the Chiefs, you got Pat Mahomes and, and everything that he brings. They just got Juju Smith because obviously Tyreek Hill took his talents to Miami. And then on the Broncos side, you have Russell Wilson, Cortland Sutton, Patrick Sertain, and you had to have that young core with a veteran quarterback that they've been wanting and needing um, literally since Peyton Manning has left, honestly. They've kind of been looking for that new sheriff to come to town, and I think Russell Wilson – can rise to that occasion and you have the chargers you know with jc jackson khalil mag you know huber obviously uh keenan allen and i think that that core is just waiting to explode you know they they lost a couple of key games last season you know they lost that game to the chiefs in overtime they were always one play away i felt from really you know busting the season wide open and i think that hopefully with these new additions you know on both the offensive side and the defensive side they'll be able to kind of make a real push in that division and then you have the raiders you know, you have Chandler Jones, Carr, Devontae Adams, that reunion from the Royal Purple Las Vegas Bowl that I'm pretty sure I went to when I was in college. Hmm. And just kind of seeing how they stack up and seeing that connection that was already there in college and to see that translate into the NFL. Devontae Adams is a stud on his own. Carr has been holding his own in the league as well. But I think that tandem together and you have Chandler Jones on the other side, the Raiders are going to be fun to watch, hard to beat, but I think you can say that literally about every team in the AFC West. So many Pro Bowls coming soon to Las Vegas. I love that. I love that description about it. And if I want to <laughs> talk to a social media guru, I know I can go straight to you. What did you think about that <laughs> viral video that was posted yesterday of Devontae Adams and Derek Carr, that bromance that we see now on the field with the Raiders offense? I think it's, it's something that was always there. You know, bromances don't go away. You know, <laughs> that college love sometimes lasts forever. And I think that seeing their connection, that's where it starts. That off-the-field interaction, that bromance that they have, that affinity for each other, that translates a lot smoother on the field. You know, and I think, like, when, you know, Juju going to the Chiefs, Patrick Mahomes is learning him. You know what I mean? He's learning how to throw to him. He's learning his strengths, his weaknesses, things like that. And I feel like, Car and Devontae is like, yo, you guys don't even know what we have in store, you know, from what we what they were able to do in college. And I think they'll be able to surprise NFL fans and NFL teams with new routes, new plays, and potentially new celebrations. You never know. But I think that camaraderie that starts on offense between your wide receiver core and him being a veteran in that room to your quarterback, who's also a veteran, you know, I think the Raiders are in a good position to kind of be pushed to that next level 
and make a fight, you know, for the top of the division. We all know that the Chiefs started rough last last season, and, you know, I'm not going to lie, the other teams kind of fumbled, you know, first place, and then the Chiefs ended up taking it. But I think that if the Chiefs have a struggle start again, it's going to be hard for them to catch up with the talent that's on the remaining three teams in that division. We're talking with Elisa Hernandez, host for Ellis <laughs> Snap NFL on Instagram. Follow her on Instagram, Elisa Hernandez TV on uh, Ellis Snap NFL as well. So talking about Ellis Snap, how is the NFL trying to expand their Hispanic? by giving them the content that you do with the Snap, which isn't only focused to the fans that speak Spanglish, but also that community <laughs> that we speak Spanglish as well. <laughs> yeah, no. So LSNAP NFL has been such a journey. You know, we launched week one, September 2021. And I think that we were kind of building the bridge as we walked it because we've never really done this before. You know, we cater to the U.S. bicultural markets, the first generation, second, third, fourth, that are here in the U.S., and obviously we have a really big following in Mexico. You know, we have our NFL Mexico accounts, but those are international accounts, and I thought it was time to really cater to the Latinos that are here in the U.S. and give them a platform that they can relate to. And obviously we know that, you know, the Latinos here, they'll go to ESPN, they'll go to NFL, you know, the main account, and they'll follow Checkdown, all these great uh, accounts that we have, but what LSNAP brings to the table is your tío, you know, your your fa your favorite primo, and like and that, kind of that person that you just want to, you know, talk NFL with really quick. You know, it's, it's also to introduce casual fans to the NFL, you know, and I think one of the best things that I love about it is we're giving a platform to Latino voices in the NFL, whether it's players, personnel, or broadcasters. I think that's really where the beauty of this account lives. And as you know, we have so many talented Spanish broadcasters across the NFL from Tampa Bay to, you know, right here in L.A., to, you know, even with you, with the Raiders. And I think that there's been no place for that to live, you know? And I think now that the NFL is really putting a focus on the Latino fans and it finally gives them an opportunity to be showcased with that. And so one of my favorite things from last season was Pass the Mic. And if you guys don't know about that, again, make sure you follow LSNAP NFL. And my favorite thing about that is that we would have a quote in Spanish from a Spanish call, and then you would swipe and you would hear the Spanish call. And just the reaction we got from that from fans, non-Spanish-speaking fans, non-Latino fans, just show that there's a hunger for that. And so I'm really happy to be pioneering um, just one of many initiatives that we're going after the Latino market here and showing them that they have very much have a place here in the NFL. Yeah, so last year was my first season actually calling game action i did the first and the third quarters <laughs> of raider games and even though the raiders hated me in the first quarter because they wouldn't give me anything i got a couple of touchdown calls and i remember posting them on social media on instagram specifically mm -hmm. use the right hashtags and they go a long way and i was shocked with it and really appreciate the support by raider nation and appreciate the comment by you elisa elisa hernandez nfl Ellis Snap NFL, follow her there and all the great job work she does there. So with the Ellis Snap NFL, you came to Vegas. You're obviously out there in L.A. right now, and you've seen SoFi Stadium and gone to a lot of places out here in the NFL. How does Allegiant Stadium stack up to all those other spots that you've been able to visit? You know, it's definitely held its own um, among the new stadiums that were being built. You know, I think when Levi Stadium was built in San Jose, like that became the standard, you know, and then SoFi Stadium or Allegiant Stadium was built and SoFi Stadium was built. And I feel like now those two teams are the standard between an enclosed stadium and an outdoor stadium. And one of the things that I just love about Allegiant is just how it's very fan friendly. You know what I'm saying? And I think 
given that we know fans go a little crazy at games, you know, and, you know, might drink a little too much. It's, it's so nice that they can just walk back, you know, and it's so easy, like walking from the strip to the stadium. I think that was my favorite part. And I didn't even know that, you know, so I'm at the Mandalay Bay trying to figure out how to get to this place. And they're like, oh, just go on the bridge. And I'm like, what bridge? And they're like, you see all the signs where it says Lionel Raiders Bridge? They're like, follow that. And I was like, oh, okay. And so it was kind of nice walking with a mosh pit of Raider fans, singing, cheering, chanting. And this is all, you know, three hours before kickoff. And I think that was one of my favorite parts. And then you walk in, you get out of the Vegas sun, and it's just like, it almost looks like a cruise ship. And I know that sounds weird. I know it's like compared to the Death Star and all that stuff, but it's just so nice. And there's so many different things. I feel like I've been there you know, a handful of times and I still haven't even scratched the surface on what this stadium has to offer in terms of just looking around, like I said, the Al Davis torch, like where they host the DJ set, fan section, bars, like places to eat. I think that there's so much that the stadium offers. It's so beautifully done. Obviously you can't go wrong with the black and white, very classy, very easy on the eyes. And so I think, you know, with it getting so loud in there and it's just like a sea of black and with Raider Nation, that's how they want it to be and want it to stay. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. And SoFi, it's a different beast, a different monster. And I've heard both mm-hmm. positive and negative comments about him. Allegiant, fortunately, most of them, the majority of them have been positive. So we'll leave every stadium be. And plus, we're in the rotation now. Super Bowl 2023 season. It's going to be I out know. here in Las Vegas. I can't wait for that. That weekend's going to be wild. It's going to be in you thought you thought LA was crazy nah like <laughs> Las Vegas is is going to be such an entertainment show and I was out there for the NFL draft and just the way that you know we handled that production from the red carpet stage on the Bellagio water you know to the Caesars Forum where we had the stage it was so well done and I think that fans really enjoyed again how everything was walking distance everything was just easy to maneuver and I can't wait for Super Bowl. Like, 2024 really can't come soon enough because the way that they host the Pro Bowl, the way that they host the draft, like, the next big thing is the Super Bowl. And I know that that stadium alone is going to be insane. I know that fans are going to get ready. And it's such such a great, you know, melting pot of different types of fans, you know, from all over the world that come visit, you know, Las Vegas. And I think even people that don't know about the Super Bowl, they're going to get excited just because of all the festivities and Super Bowl week and everything we have there. So I'm excited. You know, I hope to be there uh, in person, and it's gonna be it's gonna be one. It's probably the best show that Vegas has ever put on. Nobody does big events like like Las Vegas doesn't. Can you imagine <laughs> that four month span? We're gonna get Formula One out here in November 2023, and then in February the Super Bowl. I mean, tell me this isn't the best city in the world? I'm saying, you know, my my heart lives in L.A. and I the only thing that L.A. has, like the only good thing you guys have is the traffic. You know, traffic is easier to maneuver in Las Vegas. L.A. during Super Bowl, the traffic was a little bad, but it was also such a big celebration. I think for L.A., it really needed that rejuvenation, you know, especially after everything that had gone on with COVID. And it just it was so nice to see people back together and such. And sports really does that, you know, brings people together from all all kinds of different places. So. SoFi Stadium was amazing. The halftime show was amazing. So I'm interested to see what Las Vegas though does at uh for halftime for the halftime show in Super Bowl. I don't know if there's gonna be some magic tricks in there, some Jabberwockies, but we're gonna need some top top tier talent because right now 
the Super Bowl uh, that we had in Las Vegas, that that halftime show was probably the best one I've ever seen. Oh, that Super Bowl at SoFi Stadium was amazing with that halftime show. I mean, you put all, up all those legends in the stage, yeah. they will definitely deliver. My wishful thinking is Metallica, but I know it's too hardcore for the NFL. So we'll see what <laughs> happens out here for the Super Bowl of the 2023 season in Vegas. So Ellis Snap NFL, you guys give great content for the Latinos, for the Hispanic communities, both mm-hmm. in Mexican, in Mexico, in South America, Spain, and in the United States. But talking specifically about Mexico, Mexico is a market that the Raiders and eight other teams, they got marketing rights now out there mm-hmm. south of the border. How big is that for the league? I think, honestly, I think it's one of the biggest announcements we've ever had. You know, they announced that 18 teams actually have been granted to 26 international uh, home marketing areas across eight different countries, you know, and then one of the highlights, you know, obviously are Mexico, Spain, and Brazil, you know, we have them out, Miami Dolphins over there in Spain, we have the Chicago Bears and Miami, and then Mexico, we have the, you know, the heavy hitters, the Cardinals, Cowboys, Raiders, Broncos, Texans, uh, Rams, Steelers, and the 49ers, and I think with the Mexico game coming back and us having Latino players being drafted this year, I think was a really big deal, you know, I think it really shows that we're continuing to move forward. You know, a lot of players have paved the way, like Alejandro Villanueva, the Will Hernandez's of the world. Um, and I think that having that is great for this upcoming season, you know, because we're able to expand, you know, not only football globally, but here in the U.S. as well. And I think, obviously, like we talked about with Mexico, like I'm Salvadorian, I'm from, you know, my parents are from El Salvador, and I think that Central American aspect allows me to kind of show case the other side because we have puerto ricans in the nfl cubans you know players from chile and i think giving them a platform not only internationally but also here in the u.s it kind of shows like you belong no matter what audience you want to you know attract and so i think that's the really big thing because the nfl you know football is a passport and i think that it can take you to places you've never been before some of these rookies that got drafted in this new class chris olave matt corral um just to name a few you know, they're headed to overseas. You know, Olave is going to play uh, in the U.K. from the Saints, Nick Bonito. He's Cuban descent. He will play in the U.K. with the Broncos. And I think that's great for, for that representation because representation does matter. And I think with all the changes we're making and all the initiatives we're putting on and the, and the clubs realistically really putting in the effort to show Latino fans like, hey, we hear you, we see you. And we're going to represent you. I think that's a really big key uh, as we move forward into the 2020 season. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Believe me, every day I'm in my computer and I look down, and I was like, these years just blended into each other with the pandemic. So I know. my last sure. question, football related. So the Raiders already mm-hmm. played twice in Mexico, regular season games and 2016, mm-hmm. 2017. This year, there's another regular season game in Mexico, Cardinals 49ers. What big plans do you guys have in store for all the fans that follow your platforms? <laughs> so, you know, we can't give away all of our secrets, but I am really excited um, just for that game in general. Obviously, we're coming back for the first time since 2020 when you know, the entire pandemic started. And I think the biggest thing is that we have an anniversary game. You know, this was this is a rematch of the 2005 game where the 49ers played the Cardinals. And a lot of, you know, fans don't really remember that game. And so to kind of have that re-up with some of these heavy hitters in the 49ers and the Cardinals being such an amazing team, um, the Cardinals got the win that time. But, you know, I think, I think 
gonna it's gonna be great. So for, it was the first ever regular season international game in NFL history in 2005, and just to see how far we have come since then, it's gonna be such a celebration, such a party. Estadio Azteca. I've personally never been. This will be my first time attending. I did. I do know that it is the altitude is a mile higher than mile high in Denver. So <laughs> it's gonna be uh, interesting to see how players adjust, how fans adjust. But I think that you know, just the entire environment is going to be so great. I used to love, you know, cutting the highlights, hearing the Mexican anthem as well as the U.S. anthem, the fireworks, the fact that there's different jerseys in the stands, not only the ones that are playing. I cannot wait for this game. Uh, November 21st cannot come soon enough. And I think that it's something that Latino fans are waiting for, the fans in Mexico have been waiting for, and I'm really excited. And this game um, – like I said, depending how the season plays out, it could uh, it could surprise all of us. So I'm really excited about, you know, just whatever records will be broken there and just the party. And El Snap will be there to cover everything from off-season stuff, lifestyle, some fashion stuff we have cooking up that I can't reveal just yet. Uh, but also just, you know, profiling these players. And for those of you that don't know, George Kittle is a huge luchador fan. And so I think that he's going to really embrace opportunity uh, to be down there in Mexico and connect with these Mexican fans. Oh, so he's he's a big Lucha Libre fan. He's actually friends yeah. with a good friend of mine, Pentagon Jr. He used to do the Cero Miedo every time he got a first down. So I know you got to get him out there early so he could go to Arena Mexico and have a, a good time watching <laughs> Lucha Libre out there. So we're with Elisa Hernandez, host with uh, El Snap on Instagram. The last one I got to ask you about, doesn't have to do with football, but I saw you were hosting Dodgers games. How cool was that, being the in-game host <laughs> at Dodger Stadium? Yeah, you know, it's the off season, so i got to keep myself a little busy. But, yes, I started hosting Dodger games um, for the first season this year, and it's been, it's been a lot of fun. You know, I, I really love baseball, and just I can't wait for the All-Star game this year. The All-Star game will be on July, you know, starts July 15th, ends on July 19th. And I can't wait. I'm so excited. And being around baseball fans, Dodger fans in particular, it's, it's a different world, but I love it very much. I personally am a Dodger fan, so I feel right at home. Um, but just being in front of the crowd, running the games, doing the pregame show, it truly, it truly is, it doesn't feel like work. It's so much fun, and I can't wait to finish out the season. And then once that's done, I, I you know, go to my other love, which is football. So it's a, it's, you know, it's a revolving door. Uh, but I'm really excited, and you got to come out to a game. I think so. I think you should come out to a game in LA and and watch the magic at Dodger Stadium. I'm a die-hard Dodger fan. Former Dodger season <laughs> ticket holder before the price of the roof, and I'm rocking my Dodgers hat right now here in the Raider Nation studio. So I definitely got to go out there one of these days, even if I'm all the way up in the top deck. I'll just wave at you. I'm like, hey, I'm the guy over here in the last row, and I'm proud of that girl down <laughs> down there on the field. Elisa, tell the folks listening where they can follow you on social media. Of course, I'll snap on your networks. Yeah, no, for sure. Uh, you guys can keep up with me on Instagram at Elisa Hernandez TV, and then on Twitter at E Hernandez TV. So make sure you guys can follow me. I have my little link tree on there. You'll never uh, lose focus. You'll be able to track me as much as you want. And then obviously, L Snap NFL is uh, it's my bread and butter. It's really what I'm very passionate about. So you guys can follow that on Instagram as well. And I'm just really excited to get things going um, during the off season and during, honestly, it doesn't even feel like we had an off season, to be honest. There's so, so much going on. And now we're just like a couple of months uh, away from kickoff. And I cannot wait. Oh, man. I'm just waiting. 
August 4th. I got it circled in my calendar of preseason. I know it's just a preseason game, but I'm like, I just want to <laughs> see the silver and black back on the field. Follow Elisa Hernandez at Ellis Snap NFL. Hashtag Por La Cultura. Elisa, muchas gracias. De nada, para la gente de representación y por la cultura. There you go. Elisa Hernandez with the LS Snap NFL. She's a the host there. Thank you so much for joining us here on the JT The Brick Show today on a Tuesday. First day of mandatory minicamp for the Raiders. And we got Derek Carr at the other side of this commercial break. This is the JT The Brick Show on Raider Nation Radio, 920 a.m. So there's always going to be rumors when you've a new regime coming in and you got a quarterback who's entering the final year of his deal. Can you say definitively, barring injury, Derek Carr's your starting quarterback week one? Sure. Yeah, absolutely. There's no doubt, uh, there's no doubt about it. Um, I, I really am excited about this opportunity to work together. Um, I know what he's done and, and, I, and I know what we might be able to do going forward together. And that's what really excites me. Uh, looking forward to, to building that process. Uh, as we go into April, May, June, July, uh, and continue to grow together. Uh, it's really an important relationship. The head coach, the quarterback, the play caller, the quarterback. Um, there's got to be a synergy there, and I believe that, that we're on our way to doing that. Synergy, connection. We want them to be on the same page. Josh McDaniels, head coach and the offensive mastermind for these Las Vegas Raiders, and Derek Carr, who's going in to his ninth season in the NFL. All of them with the silver and black. We need them to be on the same page to get this team to the promised land. First, get them into the playoffs. Then, win games in the playoffs. And, of course, the ultimate goal what every team in the league wants, hoist that Vince Lombardi trophy after the Super Bowl. Field Yates posted on social media. Field Yates, of course, insider for ESPN, posted that the Raiders have signed former Bears tight end Jesper Horsted. You're asking me, who's this guy? Well, tight end. He has two seasons where he's been on the active roster with the Chicago Bears 2019 and 2021. He has a total of 13 games under his belt, 10 receptions, three touchdowns. So not a lot of stats, 108 yards total. And this is something that we got to keep an eye on. That's the 90th man on the Raiders roster. So if someone else jumps in and is signed by the team, there's going to have to be a cut on the Raiders roster. Jesper Horstead, tight end, former center fielder as well in the college level in baseball and tight end in the college football. He's now a tight end with the Las Vegas Raiders, according to this report from Field Yates on ESPN, that tight end room getting a little bit bigger. Let's go now to Raiders headquarters, the Intermountain Healthcare Performance Center, where the team had their first day of mandatory minicamp. The quarterback from black, Derek Carr at the podium. Offensive mind for years now. Um, you're getting to know him. 
now, uh, in a football sense, uh, you guys talking football, going through football, are you starting to see why people talk to, about him like that? Yeah, absolutely. And uh, their system is, um, you know, our system is different than anything I've been in before. And you, But you see, once you're in it, you're like, wow, I see why it was so successful, you know. Just like anything else, once you get in, you know, in Gru's offense, I was like, wow, I see you know, why he was successful with this, you know. And and obviously Josh has a great track record of, of success and, um, you know, scoring points and all that kind of fun stuff. And, um, you know, it's exciting to be coached by him. Uh, he's very demanding, um, but he's also really fun to be around. You know, our meetings are great. Um, you know, he, he's from day one, you know, since the first phone call uh, told me, He's been very honest. He's been very open, um, and I appreciate that as a player. Um, this isn't your first rodeo in terms of learning a new offense. Uh, are there some things that you've learned over the years to be able to streamline the process, to be able to get it and get a command of it a little bit quicker? Yeah, absolutely. And just being a fan of football, I mean, you just you watch their games and you watch. I was always a fan of his and Coach Belichick, and you know, I always you know, was very intrigued by the things that they would do schematically. Um, and so it's funny. You know, we watched the cutups, and I'm like, hey, I remember this play. You know, it was against this year, against this coordinator, and he laughed, you know, and things like that because I just – I've always been a fan. And so just being in it um, and learning it, the, the, the details of it, you know, and having the OTAs to grind through that, um, you know, has been huge. But, you know, drawing on past experiences, it helps me. You know, it's not like I'm starting off as a rookie. You know, um, we can hit the ground running. He can say things, and I'm like, yep, got it, and we can move on faster to get to other things. And so hopefully that will help us, you know, you know, get everything in and, and a speedy process. But uh, I'm still learning just like everybody else. Derek, I just asked Josh about the high percentage of participation OTAs allowing for this mandatory camp to get the ball farther down the road because of the guys. As a captain, what did you do to make sure – Everybody was all in with OTAs. I think it starts with Dave and Josh just keeping the right people here, you know, and, and signing the right, the new guys, the signing the right new guys. Um, you know, the expectation is always that we're going to be here and we're going to work. Um, and the guys that they signed and the guys that we re-signed that are here, they're, like there's literally no other answer, you know. There's no other thing that we would be doing besides this right now. You know, if you want to play golf, we'll just do it after practice, you know, those, those kind of things. And so, um, you know, that, you know, we've, we've spent, you know, many times, you know, doing some fun things together and dinners and all that kind of players and things like that, but it's always after the work gets done. And so, um, you know, as, as captains, our job is really easy because, you know, you tell the guys, Hey, this is this one we're going to be here and everyone shows up, you know, cause they're really good, you know, professionals and that's what they want to do. I know you guys, you know, worked together in the offseason a lot before the pandemic, but what's it been like being out there with, with Devontae and, and wearing the same uniform as him again? Yeah, it's cool. It's kind of surreal, you know. Um, it's been really fun for us. Uh, a lot of inside jokes from college and things like that, uh, you know, that, you know, just came back just like this, just being on the practice field. And, and, and we're learning each other again as well, you know, different. We're both in a new system that, you know, it's not – really a system that we've been in before. So we're both learning and growing through that. Like, oh, hey, I'm going to do it like this next time. Or, hey. And so we've had some fun plays, and we've had some where I'm like, hey, if you do that, and we kind of talk through it, and the, the, the relationship part is the easiest part because what we're both saying to each other, we both understand each other, and we're getting better. And, um, you know, that, that part's exciting. Uh, but, again, him and I, we have, a, we have a long way to go just like everybody else. Um, you know, we're learning. We're trying to get better. Um, and hopefully put a good product out there, you know, when, when it's time to take the field. But it's just been fun to have my friend back. There, you talked about green bananas, young players. <laughs> Look at your offense and 
some veteran players out there now. Uh, do you feel that? Do you sense that? That it's kind of an older kind of yeah. a group and more mature group? Yeah, absolutely. And, and and the way that Josh coaches us, you know, the thing, the level at which he's talking and the things that he's demanding and asking of us, um, you know, it, it's good. You know, because usually when you have a lot of young guys, the the train has to slow down. Um, and where Josh said we're going full steam ahead, and you know, he trusts that. With a veteran group of guys that have a lot of football behind them, you know they can pick it up and run with it. And so, um, you definitely feel that. You know, you, you can definitely sense that in the way that they coach and what they've thrown at us and what they expect from us. I mean, from day one, you know. And so, um, I think you know Josh would probably speak on it better. But but for me, I feel like that that has been a big advantage for us. But um, from a learning aspect, now from execution standpoint, just keep working and get better at it. Asked uh, Josh if he prioritized the units within the offense in terms of where he'd like to do the most work. So once over, he says it's going to take some time for you to make this offense work this year under a new system. How important is it for you? Like you said, you're learning mm-hmm. coming out of the quarterback room and getting with your offensive line and make sure you're in tune with them specifically. The the how's that work in the first month here? Oh yeah, I mean it's new terminology. There's new words that mean new things. Um, you know, and, uh, you know, you basically, you, you don't erase everything you've learned, but from a word standpoint, you know, we're using different words to get certain things done, right? Um, there's different philosophies, there's different things like that, and um, you're trying to take it and execute what Josh wants at the highest level. You know, that's how I've always been. I told you guys, even with the other coaches have been here, I try and take what they're teaching me and do it at the highest level to their, like, when they're watching the game, that's exactly what they want. So there's a lot of work going into it, you know, with me, with Andre, and the communication. Uh, with the running backs, I mean, it takes all 11 with what, with how we run things. It takes everybody to be on the same page. So it's not just one group. I mean, it's all of us making sure that we're all on the same page so that we can ex- execute at the high level. Derek, you mentioned Devontae kind of opened things up with Hunter. Because mm-hmm. obviously Darren played that role last year, but now you add Devontae on the outside. How much does that open things up for Hunter as well? Well, we hope, we hope a lot, you know. Um, you know, it doesn't matter now. We I can sit up here and say it'll be great, and we go out there and it doesn't work. You know, we we have to. There's a lot of hard work that needs to be done for in order for that, what you're trying to get at, for that to be a successful thing. And that's our plan, and that's what we hope. Um, but there's still so much work to be done. You know, you know. Hopefully, you know, we get everybody rolling to where it's hard to do everything. You know, where we can run it, we can throw it. You know, he helps him and he helps me and all that kind of stuff. You know, there's there's a lot of work that needs to be done before we get into that. But you would think and you would hope that it would help those guys. There are a couple of periods today where you look to your right, there's Max Crosby, and then you look to your left, there's Chandler. Yeah. Rushing off the edge. Putting yourself in other quarterbacks' shoes when they see that, what does that even feel like? Oh, my goodness. Well, I've played against Max every day for however many years now. And then I've played against Chandler in the past. And, you know, watching him on film is – Everyone sees with his production, and uh, you know I think the cool thing to me is they're both um, very hard workers. Uh, I, you know I've been around some good pass rushers. You know Khalil and you know uh, you know Lamar Woodley was the same kind of mindset. Tuck was the same way. Yannick was the same way. Just hard workers, and they're great guys to be around. Um, and I think that's one thing that sticks out with Chandler is he's really fun to be around. Uh, but at the same time, when the helmet comes on, he gets between the lines. He works extremely hard. Um, you know, he he picked me off on the screen today. I said, Chandler, I've never seen you stop your rush like that. You always try and hit me in the chest. And he just started laughing, you know. Uh, but it's been fun uh, just to be around him, uh, you know, and, and watch him work and really watch him teach. Uh, you know, the young guys, when Chandler walks in the room, all the eyes go to him because what's he going to say? How's he going to teach that move and things like that? So 
it's been cool, and I think it's been cool for Max. And I think I think Max has been good for Chandler. I think it's vice versa. You know, Max is a maniac when it comes to his effort and things like that. And watching Chandler, you know, try and chase after Max and things like, you know, that during plays has been cool to watch them push each other. Probably the first time in a while where it's just football for you. There's no like off-field stuff. There's no contract talk, yep. no rumors. What's that been like? Just having just the football thing be focused on like, your. Yeah, Vic, it's been freeing. Um, you know. More so because I just don't have to answer it, you know. That's the – it's like, man, I, I know what they're telling me in here, but then we don't tell everybody else and we got to talk about it in here, you know. And um, it's just nice for that stuff to be out of the way. And so we can just play football. You know, I'm sure someone will want to ask something or come up with something that won't even matter, you know, in 12 months. And it'll be fine. But for the time being in the building and, you know, just answering football questions has been nice. And, and really with everything we went through last year, I mean, tragedy and – you know, you know, the, you know, coach leaving and things like that, and it's just—it was just so much. It's nice just to be coming to work, and it's just all about football. You know, um, you know, I feel bad for still those families that have to deal with tragedy and loss, and um, you know, careers changing and all that kind of stuff. I mean, we're still all human beings. Like that's—it's hard to deal with. Uh, but when it comes to coming to work and just playing football, talking about football, it's actually been a lot of fun for me. You know, uh, you know, I'm still a leader in those things, but I don't have to put my leadership hat on and, you know, have to be, you know, you know put the right message out there, you know, all the time when it's hard and all those kind of things. So uh, it's been it's been fun just to go to work and just grind, you know, go out, make a mistake, learn from it, go out the next day, make it better. It's just been football. And so it's been it's been fun. I'm not going to lie. Let's do a few more. Good. Levi, Ed, Adam, and Paul. Derek, obviously you got a new uh, QB coach. Can you just talk about what the vibe do you get from, from Bo? Bo's are awesome. He's got he's got the most drills I've ever seen, you know. And it's been great because they all apply to this system. And, you know, everything that we're working, it shows up. Um, you know, that's that's big for me. I want I want everything that I do, you know, just like in the past, that's how they were, you know, everything applied to the system. Bo's the same way. You know, whatever we see on the practice film, you know, he's going to show you in a drill. Look, this is this is the drill we did, and boom, here, here it's, it's showing up. And it's been good. It's been really good for us. Um, the relationship's great. I, I mean, he's really fun. I don't know if you guys have talked to him yet or not, but he's really fun to be around and talk to and really good person, um, you know, great character. So I've I've just enjoyed my time with him. And we're still learning each other. And, you know, he, you know we actually installed we installed a play that was uh, – Quite similar to one I've I've been used to running, and I looked at Bo because I've been looking at him. Hey, what's the read on this? While Josh is coaching something else, and I looked at him on that one. I was like, Bo, I got I got this one. You know, and we had a good laugh. So I mean, just the relationship is building uh, from that aspect of him getting my personality and me understanding his, and it's been really fun. He, he's he's the same guy every day and uh, super smart. Um, so I can ask him questions, and you know his answers are rock solid, and he's on it. So it's been good. A question that doesn't deal with your contract, but yep. uh, your tight end is one who would like a new contract. You've talked about Hunter before. Yep. I assume has Darren changed? Is he the same guy? Obviously, you want to keep him in the fold. Absolutely. I mean, the way that we, I, I've talked about this, but the way that Max, myself, and Devonte did things was, you know, hopefully to make sure it was okay for everyone else to accomplish what they need to accomplish. And so, um, you know, when your leaders and and the guys that are supposed to be leaders in the locker room are showing, like, hey, guys, we're we're making sacrifices to hopefully, you know, you know, make it good for everyone else. Now, now the agents, that's and that's their deal, and you know, Dave, that's between all them and Tom and all those guys. But you know, we've tried to put out there, like, we're trying to make an effort 
to you know keep everybody. You know, um, you know when when last time when I signed my contract, I didn't think I didn't know I didn't think about those things, and then I just assumed it would be all right. And then Khalil's gone. It's my, my one of my best friends. I was like, dang, I never want to see that again. And so I made sure this time that won't ever be a problem. They can talk about anything else, but that's not going to be something they talk about where it's not possible to do something. And so hopefully, hopefully those things get done. Um, you know, but you know, I, I leave that to Darren, his people and Hunter and his people and our guys, you know, they're, I'm sure they're all talking, they're all working on how do they make it happen? You know, because so far all the momentum has been so positive and it's been so great to be in the building with, with this new staff and with our team. So hopefully all that stuff takes care of itself. It obviously wasn't about your job. We, everybody knows that, but what were your thoughts when you heard Colin was getting a, a tryout here and, and getting a look from the Raiders? Well, I know Colin. You know, I've known Colin, you know, since our days, you know, playing in the, the WAC conference, which is no longer a thing. Uh, my gray hairs may start to, you know, make a point for that. But, um, you know, I, I remember our days back then and, uh, you know, just watching him and what he did in college and getting to know him and talking to him on the phone um, and things like that. Yeah, I told you guys, I've loved my time with him. I think he's a you know, great guy. He's been great to be around. Um, I've enjoyed being around him, talking with him, uh, competing against him. Um, and so, like, they, Josh told me they were doing it and all that kind of stuff. And I was like, I, I literally said the same thing I'm telling you. I was like, I've enjoyed my time around him. I love him. I got him and I would get along great. You know, my brother knew him a little bit from San Francisco. He's like, I love Colin. He's been, you know, he's awesome. Um, and so, I think Colin would just have to answer more questions than all of us would have to. You know, you know, you know why hasn't it happened? Why this? Why that? But for me, it would have been just fine. I, I enjoyed my time with him. Derek, speak to Dane on there. How, how welcome do you think he would be in an NFL locker room? I know you can only speak about your locker room. Yeah. But you've talked glowingly about him before, and NFL quarterback is a very small fraternity. Yep. Um, how well do you think he would be welcome in this locker room? Yeah, for us? Yeah. Oh, I think great. Yeah, for us, I think he'd be great. I think, um, you know, I don't, I, I don't want to speak for everybody in that kind of sense. Like, I don't want someone mad at me for saying, like, I think it'd be great. Um, but I know him and I would get along great. Uh, I know we have in the past, and I think we would again. And um, I, I, I think, for the most part, I think he'd get along just fine with our guys. And so, I didn't see it. No, uh, I think they did it in the afternoon, and I was already, I was already on the golf course with my two older boys. <laughs> Thank you, Derek. Yep, thanks, guys. Yep. There's Raiders quarterback, QB1, Derek Carr, talking. He's the first Raider that I know of that has actually spoken publicly and have has taken a question about Colin Kaepernick. Everybody else has deflected. We heard Coach Josh McDaniel say, I only talk about the guys on my roster, the guys in the building, and that's what I do. That's 100% respectable and all power to him, Coach Josh McDaniel. Stenzel Perryman was asked about it, and he kind of like just went like a Torero, a bullfighter, just letting it go. He didn't go into it. Derek Carr, he was 100% okay saying that it would be great to have Colin Kaepernick in the team. Remember, they played against each other in the Western Athletic Conference when both Fresno State and Nevada were in that conference, and they overlapped, I think, two seasons, 2009 and 2010, freshman year and then redshirt year for Derek Carr and Colin Kaepernick's last two seasons over there with the Wolfpack before going into the NFL. So definitely interesting hearing Derek Carr talk about Colin Kaepernick, who came in and was reported to have a workout with the silver and black, his first one since he hasn't been 
in the league. This is the JT The Brick Show. Stay tuned in here at Raider Nation Radio. We're coming back. If you want to call in, 702-365-9200. the play action looking can't find an open man now he's got somebody over wide open down the middle complete twisting around is hunter renfro he is down the 15 yard line a huge play as renfro broke wide open on this brent musburger right there on the call let's remember he announced recently that he will no longer be continuing broadcasting the raider game so four seasons calling silver and black Thank you, Brent Musburger, a legendary voice in the sports broadcasting industry. If my career can last half of what Brent's lasted, I'll be a happy man. But his was legendary from networks to being in his own with VEASAN, creating what ended up being sold to DraftKings for a pretty buck. And then the Raiders, what a career for Brent Musburger. Much love and appreciation to a Hall of Famer in Brent Musburger. So coming back to the Raiders, Lester Cotton Jr., guard for the Silver and Black, who didn't get much action last year. He has been practicing and have been a very high level. You heard from Coach McDaniels during his media availability that we had in our number one, giving Lester a lot of props. So he's a guy that we got to keep an eye on. And that's what these mandatory mini camps, the OTAs, which are voluntary, that these guys have been out there. That's what they're there for. You got to show your news what you got, what you can provide this team, what you're able to do, and show them that you deserve an opportunity. We know there are limited opportunities, especially in the league, to be able to have these workouts, to be able to show your squad what you can do. So, Lester Cotton has been able to give out good performances, and that's what the coaches want, consistency and performance. Alex Leatherwood, he has been on the field in the days that the media has been able to be out there and watching practice. He has been provided opportunities to be practicing as a right tackle. We know there will be ups and downs. There will be good plays and bad plays, but right now, The team is in a learning phase. They need to get everything down to the spot where they want things to happen. And so far, the Raiders, they're out there at the Intermountain Healthcare Performance Center in Henderson, and they've been putting in the work. And that's all you can ask for. Put in the work, and hopefully you'll be getting great fruits of your labor. So, Raider Nation, you heard here on the JT The Brick Show, Josh McDaniels and Derek Carr. Coming up next, Unnecessary Roughness with Q Myers from 2 to 5 p.m. You'll hear, of course, from Darren Waller and from Jonathan Abrams. So stay tuned right here on Raider Nation Radio 920. And, of course, tomorrow morning, don't miss the morning tailgate with Clay Baker, with Heidi Fang, and Vinny Vonsignor from 7 to 10 a.m. That's our lineup out here at Raider Nation Radio. I'll be back with you the rest of the week filling in for JT the Brick. Thank you, Raider Nation. Have a fantastic day. We'll catch you here tomorrow, noon to 2. Have a great day, Raider Nation. Raider Nation.